one play at a time, huh? Play for each other, love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion, it's gonna be live. But we gonna make it even live. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. We got one goal, let's win. You shoot, I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all shapes and sizes, welcome to another edition of Across the Bills as we are back here after a little bit of a hiatus because the coronavirus and the NFL don't mix and the Tennessee Titans just want to destroy everything. Um, anyway, they got destroyed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, but nonetheless, welcome to Across the Bills. I am Padgy, joined with by Steffi, of course, and a special guest host today, one of the members of Bills Mafia on social media, on Twitter, and that is Zach Jazario. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that. And then, good to have you. And then, of course, Steph, how are you doing up in Boston uh, with everything going on up in there? Up there? Um, it, it seems too quiet, um, so we'll see how today pans out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, typically, typically football season up in, like, that Boston area and everything is typically very loud and very, uh, obnoxious from what I've been told because of the Patriots, but then the, yeah. pa- the Patriots are not so good this year, so they're, they're... This, this is an awakening for them, so the, they're not ready for it. The, they weren't, they weren't ready for the, the fallout from Tom Brady. They're, they thought they were going to be okay with Cam Newton. They're like, what? They're they? still self-shocked <laughs> They're like, eh, we're fine, we're fine. But anyway, back to our special guest host, and that would be Zach. Now, Zach, you being um, just shy of 23 years old, all you have known is losing as far as the Buffalo Bills. You have not lived, you have not had the experience of what I've had or even Steph has had where we've lived through the Bills being competitive, the Bills having playoff seasons and going to the Super Bowl and everything. You All you've known is the drought. How has that affected you being a Bills fan up until the last few seasons? Well, I gotta be honest with you. Um... So growing up as a Bills fan, I mean, I've been one ever since I was born, obviously. Born and raised in Buffalo and all that. But, like, back when, during, like, the, what was it, 17-year, 18-year playoff trail or whatever, I, I watched the team, but I wasn't, like, um, knowledgeable to understand like the playoff trial and all that. I mean, obviously it sucked not making the playoffs, but... I feel like I've obviously growing up now and as a young adult, I understand the concept of the playoffs. And I guess it's a good thing that I was a little kid when we were like not good at all because I probably would have been even, even more pain than as a little kid. So obviously it does feel good, but to be honest with you, I really like wasn't affected by it at all. I mean, I know it might sound weird, but... Um, like, as I was in high school and all that, I started, like, understanding it. And so, obviously, my first real understanding of not being a good team was when we were, um, had a, re- a transition period before the year before drafted Allen. So, yeah, to, to answer your question, it really hasn't impacted my life, but, um, Obviously, that playoff game last year really impacted me. So, yeah, that's that. 
I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. It, it was one of the things is when the Bills made the wild cards game, thanks to Andy Dalton and, and Tyler, Bold, mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd's m- m- magical play, it there was a lot of on Buffalo radio. There was a lot of talk about that. Is there? You have two generations. You have multiple generations of Bills fans, and then of course you have this generations of Bills fans that ha- were born after, like in the late nineties or even early two thousands, where all they know is. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 good. We're gonna make it, and then they fall apart, and they start off five and two, and then end up six and ten, or Dick Duran and and yeah, all the and Chan Gailey and th- this. All they knew were six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight. If they're lucky teams, you never had that excitement, and that was the thing. A lot of sports media was like, I wonder how how it feels now with the Bills having the expectation of they're they're a contending team. They're a team that is expected to make make the playoffs every year. How does that feel versus what it was growing up? But like you said, you never really understood it because you all you knew was what you saw on a week-to-week basis. You never knew yeah. It wasn't until you got older and learned about the four Super Bowls and the K Gun and and even the and the Doug Flutie Doug Flutie and all that that excitement. So it was it's you probably are like a lot of other people where yeah, growing up you were too young to not understand, but then when you got older, you started to understand. And now that you see what they're doing with yeah. Josh Allen and the defense and everything, you're you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can I just add to that a little bit? Yeah. So obviously, people know me. They know I'm a huge. I'm gonna change the subject a little bit here, here just a little bit. No. Um, I was a Sabres. Obviously, I'm a Sabres fan too. So, like when when we were good, like in 06 and 07, like I knew that they were going to playoffs. Well, when they made the playoffs, obviously. But yeah, the same goes for them. I never understood the game until I actually grew up. And so, like with the Bills, I mean, these last two or three years have been awesome. I mean being good and being in the race of things instead of, I don't know, we're going to underachieve. Like, what, what, what was our record in 2011? 3-0 to start the season? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was 3-0. I think it was 3-0. Yeah. Like, that was my first, like, actual experience of, hey, we might be good this year, and then just not even made it in the playoffs. And so, yeah, I could... That definitely makes sense because... Like I said, I was growing up, so I really didn't understand things that much. And now, as I'm getting older, I'm still learning things, obviously, but I have a better understanding of things now, like in the sporting world. Yeah, no, the 2011 season you bring it up is they they won, they beat Kansas City, beat yeah. Oakland, beat New England, because that was that was that was like that was the. That was the tough New England game. They beat them here because I was yeah, at that I game. I remember that game. Yep. I was at that game. They lost to Cincy, beat Philly, and then lost to the Jets, and then beat Washington. And then they legitimately they okay. So one and zero, two and all, three and zero, three and one, four and one, four and two, five and two. They started five and two, and then one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. They lost seven straight. Beat the Denver, beat the Broncos, and then lost to New England. So they went from five and two to five and nine, and finished six and ten. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, just saying that um. Like I said, that's who I thought that when we first made the playoffs in 2017 or whatever it was. Um, I did not, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't have a good feeling about it because we, we, beat, we had to beat out Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. And let's face it, I don't think anyone expected Cincinnati to beat Baltimore. 
especially with Baltimore being a better team, clearly. Yeah. And them being at home, and we all know how loud a football stadium can get, especially when it's for a, a meaningful game to get in the playoffs. So I did not expect that. And that's what I think I made – oh, my God, I can't talk to him. I apologize. <laughs> that's what I think made that game even more special, the game that we won, well, or that year at least. I mean, granted, we did lose in Jacksonville when we should have – we could have won that game, obviously. They, but, they, yeah, they, they should have they – they had so many opportunities to put that game yeah. out of hand. Yeah, but that it was just felt so good because let's face it, we're Buffalo sports fans. We don't have a lot of success to be honest. I mean, yeah, the '90s we didn't win though. The Sabers were in the '70s and the '90s too. They didn't win a cup. So that was like it was memorable for me because and that was my first like playoff seeing the Bills in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I was alive in '99, but I wasn't watching football because I was just a little kid at the time. Yeah, so. That was an exciting day for me, and then when we won to beat when we beat the Steelers last year, it was exciting. But I was like, "All right, let's let's we're on to the next chapter now." So, yeah, it's I always take it one week at a time. I mean, looking at this game, I'm sure you guys are talk about this game next now. Um, I don't listen. I don't take any team for granted. I always take it week by week, and I'm sure that's what those players are doing too. That that's. That's a good way to look at it, um, and that's and we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that now. Is the thing is with the Bills is at the beginning of the season the Bills were a lot of the Bills were talking about having an underdog mentality, like mm-hmm. they're 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 always the underdog, they're always gonna be the underdog, and then the first four weeks happen and. Josh Allen came out throwing and 70% passing and one of the top passing leaders in the league and Stefan Diggs was on fire and all and everything like it it seemed like all systems go and then the Tennessee Titans decided to mess some mess some nonsense up because they didn't want to pay they didn't want to listen to the rules and everything changed it wasn't when the when the Bills Titans game finally happened, it wasn't so much that I didn't think the Bills were ready. I think they were just underprepared because they didn't know what was happening. They didn't know if they had to. They were essentially planning for two teams in in one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, it wasn't they they contained Derek Derek Henry. They contained Derek yeah. Henry, which I was surprised at. Like except for Josh Norman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Josh Norm, Josh Norman, Josh Norman got uh, got Lord. tossed. Yeah, he got tossed. So it was one of the things of. The Titans game showed the weakness of the Bills de- showed a weakness of the Bills defense. And that was the defensive line isn't doesn't have that that space eater that they did a year before in Starletule and and um with Starletule gone and then of course Phillips gone as well. And then that even proved even more against Kansas City because if you look at what Kansas City did, they're running the ball out of shotgun like half the time, and the defensive line is just getting and holes are just opening up like it like it's Moses opening the the Red Sea just like part like their defensive line is just opening up and. Then on top of it, it's like okay, you're playing you're you're planning for the Kansas City speed, but then you're also getting gashed on the running game, and then quarterbacks are break, breaking containment. The fact that Pat Mahomes got away and completed a third and 16, 24 on back to back drives, I'm just like, what is happening? And then you look at the Jets game. And the Jets defense literally took the what the 
Titans and the Chiefs are doing, not giving up the deep passes, shutting down the pass game. And it finally seemed like Brian Dayball and Josh Allen realized this and decided to start going low and underneath, especially with the right especially with the wide receivers that you have. You you had oh. Stefan Diggs who can run routes. You have Cole Beasley. And that's what they did. They were it was a nickel and dime, five, ten yards here and there, move the ball. My biggest question as far as the three games is is as far as the first seven, yeah, actually, has the first four, the way they've come out, passing the ball that the way they did, affected the run game so negatively that now defenses are planning for the Bills to throw the ball 30 to 40 times a game and not worry about the running game because obviously you don't have to fear Devin Singletary and Zach Moss coming out of that backfield. And the and with the Patriot with the Patriots being in town and of course me and Zach being here we see the weather it's it's dark it's yeah. gloomy it's rainy yeah. It, yeah it it's going to be a game where running the ball is going to be a necessity do you do you both of you do the do you believe based on what you've seen so far up to this point the Bills have the ability to run the ball and control the game you can go. You can answer first, Steffi. Um. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm very concerned about that. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm a little concerned, but I still. I still expect a win today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to the running game, I really feel like. This will be a breakout game. Because like you said, Patrick, the water is bad out here right now. And I don't expect us to throw the ball a lot today. And the Patriots are missing guys. I mean, I'm sure Belichick will have them ready because you know he's a genius. And uh, with that being said, I expect Moss and Singletary to have a breakout game today. Because, let's face it, this is the biggest game that the Patriots in how many years? 20 years maybe, at least? I mean, except for last year, but we don't want to talk about that. Um, But, yeah, I feel like, I mean, obviously the field is going to be slippery for them, too. I mean, no one's going to be safe. So, with that being said, like I said, I don't expect them to throw the ball a whole lot. Do I think it will impact the running game, though? Well, I feel like the offense will have a better chance than defense. I mean, but then again... The defense did do a good job in the second half last week. So I'm not sure what happened. Like if Sean McDermott took over or if Leslie Frazier changed it up a little bit. I don't know. But that's a hard question to answer. Do I think they can stop the run? Yes and no. <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, <laughs> that's that that's uh that's the that's the good segue here is the Bills' defense, of course, against the Titans, against against the Chiefs, they gave up a lot of first downs. They were not getting off the field. They yeah. didn't have the time possession. Through the first four games of the season, the Bills controlled the pace of the game. The Bills controlled clock. It was they were having TD drives of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven plays. And controlling the clock, and then getting teams off off the field, and forcing three and outs and everything. Whereas in the Titans and Chiefs game, it was both Ryan Tannehill and Patrick Mahomes were breaking containment. They were getting free, buying their receivers time to get open. And when you don't have and Tre'Davious White, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poirier can only do so much. You were. You you don't have you didn't have Matt Milano. It, it was the defense was weakened, and it showed, and he even showed that against the Jets in that first half, and especially on that first drive. Granted, yeah, they forced they forced the Jets to three points, like they they bent but they didn't break. But the Jets came out throwing three of the first four four downs, and it was just like. 
whole, it was like, holy crap. Like, Frank Gore ran for 11, then it was like two or three throws, mm-hmm. and you're, you're sitting there going, oh god, here we go again. And yeah, grant and yeah, and granted, yeah, the they were getting the front four were getting pressure on Darnold and Darnold because uh, to be honest, the Jets wide receivers are not what the Tennessee Titans have, and they're definitely not what the Kansas City Chiefs have. Yeah, like that's gonna help, but you're you're getting there, but you're not getting there, and then. They gave up 186 yards in the first half, and you're just like, "Yeah, oh, here we go again." Be a letdown. Like here we go again, and, and the way the offense performed, it was not good. Like, granted, yeah, you were you were only down 10-6. Like you were only down 10-6, and then you're just like, we're looking at what we've already known this season with the third quarter. Like, we know the third quarter is the Bills Kryptonites. We're like, all right, they've already given up 186 yards. What's going to happen now? Yeah. And then, I, like you said, I don't know if Sean McDermott took over. I don't know if McDermott and Leslie Flutters said, yo, we got to change this up. Our, we got it. Yeah. Our D-line is not getting there. And then... <laughs> It suddenly changed because in the second half, the Jets had negative four yards the entire second half. They they were held to negative four yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you watch that second half back, the Bills were blitzing. They were disguising their blitzes. They were bringing pressure. Uh, Jerry Hughes, like, I don't know what... Michael's Jordan, Michael Jordan's secret serum he drank in in the locker room, but he was a different man in that second half. Oh yeah, he was. Like, he, got, uh, he got AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He did, he did, and he had six tackles, I think two for loss, and the interception off the tip pass that literally just fell right into his hands, like. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say, but it was like that entire that entire defense like changed, and yeah. my question is, my question is is do they take that as a sign of okay, this is how the Bills defense plays, and if the Bills defense plays like this the rest of the way, teams are in trouble. Now, can I? Are, am I going to say that is what they did against the Jets sustainable? Yes, what they did against the Jets in the second half is absolutely sustainable. If you play that, if you take that second half and go, we need to build on this and build on that. Great, because you still have you still because from I can't remember. I listened to it. I think I heard it the other day on the radio, is the Bills have the third hardest schedule the rest of the way. I've seen that. They have the third hardest schedule the rest of the way. And the, this is the, this is the big, uh, this is the big thing is, yes, you have the Patriots today, but, and of course, you need a win. You need a win today. You need a win today, because that's going to solidify you in the in the division and everything. But you're now getting you're getting into that that stretch that now is kind of scary because you have New England today, then you're Seattle, Seattle, Arizona the Chargers, and San Francisco, and then Pittsburgh. Like, you don't... You have five games right there that will make or break your season. Mm-hmm. Now, do I expect... If the if the Bills win today and they, start, they go to 5-2, and two, and if they can win three of the next five, which gets them to 8-5, and five, they're in a good spot. Yeah. Because then you have... Because then you finish the season with Denver, New England, and Miami, which at, at at that and then at that point, depending on where Denver Denver's Denver's gonna be, Denver's gonna be a win. 
but like Denver's not Denver's got talent, but they're not good. New England, New England should be a win, as is Miami. So you could easily finish the season eleven and five and have and be in one of them top top tier spots. The thing is, is the defense needs to play. If the defense comes out today against New England and plays the same way that they did in the second half against the Jets, I will feel more content. I will feel more confidently going into the next five games. Yeah. Especially, especially with, especially with Seattle and Arizona, the way those two two teams are playing. Well, they're gonna have to because Micah Hyde's out today. I'm not sure you guys saw the inactives. Yeah, I did. I I did see that. But the good news is that Milano's playing, so that helps us too. Yeah, and And Don Brown's back. Yeah, and this and this is the thing is the looking at. The big thing with the with the Patriots game today is you you even said it, you believe it's going to be a breakout game for Singletary and and Moss. Mm-hmm. If you looked at it, the Niners the Niners gashed the hell out of the oh, yeah. out of the New England on the running game. <laughs> they 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 ran all over them. So. It, if Buffalo wants to be as a ta- as, if Buffalo wants to be taken as a team that's going to be going to look to get deep into the playoffs, you're gonna need that running game. Yeah, and, and and today and today today is a game where it's a confident booster game for that running game for that offensive line because one yeah. you get John you get John Feliciano yeah. back who that's what I was gonna say. is. Who's gonna Who's gonna help that interior? Who's going to help that interior line? I as, as much as I hate it, I hate the fact that Quentin Spain fell out of favor somehow. Yeah. Because yeah, what happened with all that? I have Was no there idea. Like some so, kind of alteration, or I I don't know the exact story. Um. So apparently, Quentin Spain. They signed him last year. He had a fantastic year. They signed him to the three-year, $15 million extension. Um, Something happened. Some kind of... I don't know if it was an altercation. I don't know if it was a meeting with another player. I don't know what happened. He just... He fell out of favor with the coaching staff. That's what led... That's what led them to um, start to start Brian Winters. That's what led them to move Cody Guard into the the guard position, which I'm perfectly fine with because Cody Cody Ford's a better interior lineman than he is outterior lineman. Because if you look at the if you because um, Daryl Williams is doing a phenomenal job at right tackle this year. He's doing a phenomenal. Ta- job and not like I kind of whatever happened with Quentin Spain I wish it hadn't happened and he was part of that interior lineman because that interior line if you had Mitch Morse Quentin Spain and John Feliciano like you did last year that those three guys were mean rough and nasty and they were constantly opening holes for Josh Allen and the running game I think I know I like your reason why I think Spain yeah. was cut. Yeah. I feel like it was because he wasn't playing any games. Wasn't he like a healthy scratch the last two weeks before he, he got cut? He was. Yeah, he was a yeah, he was a healthy I think he was a healthy scratch for like two or three games. I think that could be a reason because obviously they want to play football and I mean that's common sense, but I feel like that could have been part of the reason too was because he was not getting playing time. Which I could understand why, but but the irony there is now he's on Cincy's practice squad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know what? Cincinnati Cincinnati needs Cincinnati needs offensive line help. Yeah, true. So true. you you know what? And the only reason he's on Cincinnati's practice squad is because of all the uh, all the co- all the COVID nineteen um, requirements yeah. and everything. That's that's the same thing with uh, the Bills just signing Darren Lee. Uh, you're not going to see Darren Lee for at least two weeks. Yep. 
which yeah. which I'm gonna say this if Darren Lee can come in and play any kind of resemblance of linebacker position that he's played in the past thank god because he'd be better he he would be an upgrade upgrade as far as linebacker depth because I'm sorry AJ Klein ain't doing it for me yeah he's yeah <laughs> I don't know what's going like, on like I like I signing. like when yeah. when they sign when they sign when I saw that they signed AJ Klein I was like all right cool that's a solid backup depth linebacker he he's great he 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 filled in great in Carolina for when Keekley was hurt he filled in great when Thomas Davis was hurt like solid and this year he's just been outside of a handful of plays he's been such a liability. Yeah, I'm. I wonder if it's because maybe it's like a. Um, is it a different system for him than was in Carolina? I'm not making excuses. For it, the guy. I'm it, just wondering maybe it could be that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different system than Carolina because Carolina runs, whereas the Carol Carolina runs generally a base four three. The Bills too do do to do as well, but they rely. They, the Bills will usually do a four-two-five, where they'll have like, you'll have your like Saran Neal on the on on the field as like a sub linebacker. So with with Milano being hurt like he has been, Klein's had to fill that role, and Klein's just not athletic. He's not as athletic as Milano is. Yeah. And what what I've noticed this season is. The Bills, nothing against Tremaine Edmonds. I love Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds needs to get moved to the outside. I think his shoulder isn't helping him either. Like he, he's not the same player with a shoulder injury too. Yeah, he, the the injury, like I think the injury has hampered him, and he's it's starting. He's starting to show why he can't. He's not good in that that middle linebacker spot. I was hoping that maybe with him being as young as he is, he would develop and become like that, become like a Luke Keekley type player where side to side and can do everything. Yeah. But it's just not happening. So I, I feel like if Edmonds got moved out to the outside and the Bills brought in a legitimate middle linebacker, Boy, that 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 front seven might be might be nasty. Yeah, I mean, was trade deadline Tuesday, so um, I said this on Twitter. I'm not sure if you guys saw it or not. Okay. Listen, it's they need help on defense. There's no question about that. But I said on Twitter. Um, shoot, I forgot now. Crap. Hold on. Don't <laughs> no worry. I I do. Oh. I will say this, they need help on defense, and I'm hoping that whether it's in free agency or or the draft, they get out of this mentality of going after cornerbacks who, who run 4-4, who can run like a 4-5, 4-6 and play good against the run, and they find somebody that can actually play co- play football coverage where you can actually where you can actually have man coverage on the outside have your linebackers and safeties play zone and rush and rush for maybe five when you need to I know what I was going to say now sorry um, I said on Twitter don't I'm patient with Brandon Bean I'm confident with him Look, I didn't expect to get to the fond digs. I mean, I, need, I knew we were gonna get, we need a receiver, but he just surprises me out of nowhere. It was just like with the with the Saber signing Hall. You just never know. That's why I tell people be patient. You don't know what's going on. And if you listen, we're armchair GMs. Let's face it. We can say we want this guy, but until you actually see what it's like as the life of a GM, it's not like man where you can like make a trade in two seconds you know what I mean so I feel like people need to be patient with him because yes we do need someone I agree with you there I think everyone agrees there but I feel like we should just wait and see what happens I mean God knows you can make a trade today or tomorrow or whatever and we'll be like surprised but 
he does not surprise me. Oh, I, I just said he surprises me. Never mind. Forget what I said there. Um, he, I'm, how do I say this? I'm patient with Brandon B, and I believe he'll get us some help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, trust the pro- trust the process. As, you get the juice. Yeah. And yeah. this is the thing is is with the with the defense is at yes we can sit here and the, say the defense needs help and everything, but it had to be it had to be like a positive feeling to see what that defense did last week in the second half against the Jets and go and just go this is the Bills defense oh yeah that was the defense I know and love this is this is this is the Buffalo Bills defense that was here last year when the offense wasn't great yeah and I'm just like if we can have this defense the rest of the way I'm like, yo, all right, cool. I know, I'm like, I know we're coming up to a, a real rough stretch because we got Seattle, we have Arizona, we have the Chargers, we have the Niners, we have Pittsburgh. I'm just like, if this is the defense we can have for the next five games and the <laughs> offense can get their shit together, I'm okay. Yeah. And I then, feel like Cole Beasley really helps him out too on the offense. Like, I, I, Cole, Be- Cole Beasley was like you didn't really, and that was the thing. Like the first four games, you didn't really hear a lot from Cole Beasley. Yeah, he got play, he got ball, he got catches and everything, but you didn't really hear his name a lot. It was Stephon Diggs, it was John Brown, it was Gabriel Davis. Yeah. It, yeah. It was Josh Allen running the ball. And now, in the last couple of weeks, it's been... You 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 have Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley's becoming more of a factor, and you you now have to account for that. And then what... And then on top of it is, finally, you're, you're getting John Brown back today, Completely 100% healthy. Yeah. Yep. The if you go back and look at the first four, look at the first four games, and before John Brown got hurt, and saw the what what John Brown does for Stephon Diggs and what Stephon Diggs for does for John Brown is uh, exceptional. They both help each other out because. They're the reason that one of the other is getting open. Yeah, I said that in my articles. Like, Diggs really opens up the offense. It gives them more chances for Brown and for Beasley, even the tight ends to get open. That's why I love why Diggs is here. He opens up the offense for us, and I love it. And he really helps out Josh, and that's what we needed. Yeah, and and the thing is, is with coming into New coming into today's game with New England is I, I need to see a running game. I need a running game that doesn't rely on Josh Allen. I'm telling you, it's going to be a breakout game for our running backs. I have a feeling it will be. If, if it's a breakout game for the running backs and Singletary and Moss put up like 150 yards between the two of them, and then mm-hmm. you add Josh Allen rushing for like, say, 50, and it's a 200-yard rushing day, Without that's... We, yeah, without getting hurt, without fumbling, <laughs> without fumbling the ball, knock on no wood. Injury. Yes. Um, Nothing bad. Yeah, knock on wood. It's gonna, it's gonna give you confidence in what that aspect brings to the table and make you that much dangerous. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to need that aspect against Seattle. You're going to need that aspect against. Arizona, you're going to need that aspect, especially against San Francisco, against against Pittsburgh, because all these teams can hurt you with the run game or the pass game. You need to, to slow down the tempo. You need to control the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sorry to say this is yeah, like it is is if they win today, they focus on Seattle. 
I'm not. I'm going to say this. I'm not expecting to beat Seattle. I'm not. And Russell oh, Wilson. Oh. Russell Wilson is playing on another world. Yeah. As is as is Tyler Lockett and DJ DK Metcalf. Like those those three guys are playing unworldly football. Yeah, I mean, I said the same thing about the Chiefs. I didn't expect to win that game. My voice is correct. I'm sorry about that. I didn't expect to win that game because, I mean, I don't need to explain why. <laughs> it's Kansas City. <laughs> but the fact that they kept it close made me happy. I mean, yeah. yes. I, do I want my team to win a game? Absolutely. Do I want my team to beat the defending Super Bowl champions? Yes. Who wouldn't want to beat them? And so, with that being said, yes, it sucked losing that game. But you know what? I really wasn't disappointed because I knew it was going to happen eventually. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's rebound next week against the Jets. I mean, granted, they didn't score a touchdown, but you know what? I'd rather not. I'd rather kick how many field goals? Six field goals or whatever and win the game rather than losing to a winless team. I will take that any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Had had they lost that game to the Jets, oh, my God. I, I... I couldn't. Yeah. I, I don't even want to. I, I don't even want to think about what the radio or Twitter would have looked like. Oh God! I well, been... I heard the next day on uh, Monday, people were still complaining. Oh yeah. On PR. Uh, oh, absolutely. That's they were. Bulls fans for you. It's miserable. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. That, that's the the. I'm going to say this is if they beat New England today, yes, it'll be a happy moment because New England, but it's, but like part of me is like, ah, are you really beating New England though? Like, yes, yeah. the, yes, it's the Patriots. Yes. There's like that, that last like 20 years of like just nonsense and everything, but I'm less like, are you really beating the Patriots though? Yes, Belichick's still the coach, but you don't have Bron- you don't have Gronk, you don't have Brady, you don't have like it's not really the Patriots. What else? And what's funny is I love the I love the compu- the 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 NFL conspiracy conspiracy theories of oh of somehow somehow. They believe that the Bills and Buccaneers are going to make the Super Bowl. Listen. Me and Steph I, talked I, about this. Like I've seen that. Like, we talked about it. It's like somehow when it gets to like playoffs, like there's some kind of like black market under the table deal to ensure the Bills Bills versus the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's 2020, so anything can happen, really. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, that's true. That, oh my god. But I just want to say something about the, about the Patriots real fast. Yeah. I I can see where you come from, Patrick, but you know what? It's a whole era. It's a whole new era now. They don't have Brady. They don't have Gronk. Yeah. Yes, Bill Belichick's still there, but you know what? We need to win this game. We need to establish that we're the. We're the people who run. We're, we're, yeah, the bill, the bills are going to be the lead dog in the division now. Like, I get Belichick's still there. He's a great coach. I mean, so, if you don't think so, I don't know what's wrong with you. So, not to switch gears here, but um, you know how like Zach's generation. I know I'm an old, old loser, <laughs> but I'm almost, I'm going to be turning thirty this month. So, happy birthday to me! But um, and me, the whole generation of Zach's age who are just used to Tom Brady consistently being their quarterback and then that ended and they're just so accustomed to winning it'll be interesting how that generation responds to losing or being a mediocre team and going through the the pain and struggles of a rebuilding a team yeah that's that's very true that's very true because like I've thought about that myself. Like, I'm one of my best friends is a Patriots fan, and yeah. he's even talked about it. He's like, he he's like he he was when the when the news broke of them signing Cam Newton, and I'm like, listen, I was a pan, I'm a Panthers fan. I'm still a Panthers fan. I'm just they're now my number two team because the Bills are back to being number one. I was like, I was just like, yo, if Cam Newton is healthy. And not afraid of throwing the ball and can work in that system, New England's gonna be dangerous. 
and everything that I've seen from Cam Newton this year is he's he's playing like he did his rookie season. He's very inaccurate. He's very rushed. He's not controlling the offense. It, it's he. It seems like he's not comfortable. Can I can I add on to that real fast? Nice. I just want to say when Patriots signed Cam. I gotta be honest with you. I was still. I wasn't afraid of him. I saw how he played in Carolina. He wasn't the 2015 Cam Newton. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he was going to be. But yeah, no, I know. And the the last seat, the last time that Cam Newton played was 2018, where he played effectively. When the Panthers started six and two. And he was having a very good season. He, I, he had thrown for like 1,800 yards. He had thrown for like 12 touchdowns against like four interceptions. He had ru- I think he had rushed for like 100-something yards. And he, his completion percentage was at like 70, 70-something. Like he was, he was having a good year. And then he had the foot injury and then the soldier injury. And neither, he, neither were allowed to heal and everything because Camp Newton's a competitor. He he came, he came yeah. back too fast and it affected him for all of 2019. And that's why he got shut down. But like, it, it, he's definitely not the player that he once was. Yeah. But he it's like he's reverted back to how he played his first year and a half, two years in the league where he was very trying to do it all himself. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was confident that we could still beat him, but I always had that thought of, well, he's going to a new team, and he's going to build Belichick, and we all know what Belichick can do. So, yes, I was confident, but I always thought there was a possibility that he could be better because, I mean, let's face it. Also, also with, the, with the fact that Stephon Gilmore is not playing today, I, I'm, yo, I'm expecting, I'm expecting Trey White to to be like, yo, all right, we, like, we got to show out today because yeah, Trey's got to play better, no doubt. Because there's a lot. There's yeah. been talk about. There's been a, there's been talk of ever since he got that extension, he's not play. He's not played well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm just like, all right. I was like, yo, it's the Patriots. Gilmore's not playing. Gilmore's gonna be on the sidelines. Like, you want you want that you want to be known as the best corner in the league. Here's your chance, dude. Against yeah. the team that has the guy sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, Trey has not had a good start to the year. I mean, and neither has Norman, to be honest with you. We were you know what? I Norman. I was. I was not expecting a lot out of Josh Norman. I really wasn't. I was just hoping that he could come in and play solid defense, solid defense and and be a solid number two cornerback. Because I'm sorry to say, Levi Wallace ain't cutting it. Yeah, I agree with you. So, but yeah, with. With Micah Hyde not playing today, which I'm perfect, which, like I said, you know what, that's going to hurt the defense, but uh, Saran, Neal's, Saran Neal has played solid, Jaquan Johnson has played solid, like, and the and right now, it, it's a perfect, it's a perfect storm as far as Micah Hyde being out, because the Patriots don't have their two top wide receivers. You don't have Edelman and you don't have Nikhil Harry. Yep. You, you have Demir. Your your wide receivers that you're facing are Demir Bird and two guy two guys that are like never really mentioned, like Matthew Slater and I can't remember the third guy. I think it was like Gunner. I think it's, is that his name Gunner? Something I can't remember. Something something, but it, it's one of the things of. Today's going to be today's main storylines with the Patriots is can you effectively run the ball and can the defense continue what they did last week in the second half against the Jets? That's the biggest thing for me right there is that the defense can continue and do what they were doing last week. I granted it is the Jets, but 
You can say that, but the Jets dominated us in the first half. So, and like I said, no team is a gimme. I mean, yes, I know the Jets are a winless team, but still, you gotta take every team like it's your, it's like the, it's like that next next I, tough mentality. I even told, I even, I even mentioned it stuff last week. I was like, listen, this this team needs to get back that underdog mentality. Like they need to get back that underdog that every team is better than them and they're and they're being and they're not and they're being taken for granted. And also, oh, go ahead, Steph. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, oh no, you can go ahead. I I was gonna say I'm not expecting Al to do much, but I would like to see him get like over 100 yards, at least over 100 yards, because. Let's face it, the, the Pages have been his kryptonite, just like all the Bills, for, what, the last two or three years of yeah, his career? Yeah, yeah, the Patriot, the Patriot defense, the Patriot, Belichick and the Patriot defense have, have been very, have been able to frustrate and confuse Josh Allen immensely. Yep. Let yeah. me, uh, let me see him throw for 100 yards. I know the range can be a factor, and, but then again, it will, I mean... Never mind. It wasn't like if, if, if Josh you know. if Josh Allen can throw for a hundred yards and a touchdown by the halftime, I'll be ha- I'll be happy. I feel like I'm gonna give a prediction. I think he gets. Oh, never mind. I think he throws for over a hundred yards, but it won't be like a 200, 300 yard because of the weather. I just feel like that's gonna be a factor. I you know what I I well with Stephon Gilmore being out. Like you might, you, you might see Allen break two hundred, but he's gonna, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of them games that if he breaks two hundred, if it's like straight garb, if it's straight like garbage time, where they're just like run first and second, have to throw on third, and he gets ten twenty yards here and there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't expect a lot from Allen today because of the weather itself, but. I feel like if there's like if weather wasn't an element today, I feel like he has a good game today against the Patriots throwing the ball. I, I will I will say I will say this is it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, especially because these are the kind of games that you that at Buffalo that we, we come accustomed to Buffalo in November and December. These blustery, like grayish cold days it's going to be very interesting to see what they do if they get into field goal range yeah because man because I, I love tyler bass but he's just inconsistent tyler, yeah. yeah like i i love the fact that the man's got a leg he can kick the ball yeah. but he's very inconsistent with his kicks because i'm like because there was i, I was like Last week was a perfect example. Like that first field goal was like, oh my god, it was the absolute dog crap. And then and then he makes a fifty-four yarder. And then he kicks like the next three straight down the middle, like just straight up. I don't don't, figure. And then he and then he kicks another one, and then it looks like garbage. And then he kicks two like dead on straight down. And I'm just like. He misses the extra point or chip shot, and he makes a long distance field goal. Like, like, what? Like, what? 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 What is? <laughs> like, why are we like this? I don't know, but hey, he did enough to win the game. That's he, all that matters. He did. He did. Yeah. He did enough to help me win my fantasy football game because that man gave me forty-two points. So. Oh my God! That's amazing. Yo, yeah, no, the way the scoring is, the scoring in my one league is, like. Like field goal, like you, he went six of eight on field goals and gave me like thirty five points. And between hey. him, between him, AJ Brown and uh, Baltimore's defense, or uh, uh, Baltimore's defense, like I had like thirty, I had like thirty, I had like ninety points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Hey, like I said, I love Bash, but at some point, I wish that we had House go back. I know. You know what? I wish I, I, I wish, I wish House was still on the team because, like, if Bash could kick the long ones, that's fine. But yeah. he, like House like I, House with the short field goals were was perfectly fine. Like, 
you know what? You could have kept Hauschka to kick like thirty and thirty and thirty and less, and then had Bass kick thirty or more. <laughs> yeah, I would have been fine with that. All right, as we're wrapping up here, uh, predictions for today. I'll let you guys go first. I'll finish last. Um, I. Bl- I'm thinking the bill with the weather and everything, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be low scoring. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Bills are gonna end up winning twenty four ten. Okay. I was gonna say twenty four seventeen. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> I was gonna have the Bills to win. I think the game will end up being oh boy, nineteen to ten. Okay. All right. All right. Like, like you said, I don't expect any high scoring, but yeah, I feel like it's gonna be like the Kansas City game. I know that um, Kansas City got over twenty, right? When they played. Yeah, Kansas City got twenty four, twenty six. Yeah. So if we can hold them to twenty four or whatever, we can hold yeah. the Patriots to below twenty. I feel like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, uh, plus, 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 my 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 only worrisome is if the Bills if the Bills defense has a lapse in play in the lapse in play and they decide to play like they did against the Titans and Chiefs and let Cam Newton break containment because yeah. Cam Newton can still run the ball, guys. He's still a da- he's still a damn he's still a damn freight train. Yeah, I mean, that's what, like I said earlier in the show, I don't take anyone for granted in this team. I take it as the next team up, and obviously, easy for me to say, I'm not playing football. But I'm sure McDermott will have his players ready to go. And But with all the injuries that Patriots have, I feel like we can't win this game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's gonna be interesting, but... As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out on social media at across the at across bills on Twitter. Of course, check us out on anchor f anchor.fm. That's where you can find the show. Um, just go to anchor.fm, type in across the bills, it'll pop up. And as well, um, Zach, thank you for joining us. Uh, drop your social media for where everybody can find you. So, well, thank, first of all, thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, ZachJeziero underscore 13. Uh, I'll spell it out for you. Z-A-C-H-J-E-Z-I-O-R-O underscore 13. And, of course, my amazing co-host, Steffi. You can drop your social media for everybody where they can find you. Steffi tweets, S T P H I E tweets. She's got the stash Allen still. Yes, and of yeah, course. Yeah, I still have the Abby, the Josh Allen Abby. Uh, of I'm cor- not changing it. Yeah, of oh, course great. you can find me the Gan at the Ganchise eighty three. Uh, I'm kind of re I'm rebranding everything to one specific thing, and um, before we end next week Saturday um, from. Midnight till midnight, uh, I am doing a 24-hour stream on Twitch um, for for Extra Life. um, Yeah, for Extra Life. uh, It is a charity that deals with Children's Hospital. I am doing a 24-hour Twitch stream uh, looking to raise $1,000 for Oshai's Children's Hospital here in Buffalo, New York. Um, If you check out my Twitter it, I'll have the link posted. Uh, I also have a flyer. I have a flyer that I made going around the social medias and everything being shared. Uh, you can donate. You can even go out of the website and donate now. You have up until uh, November 7th and even after maybe potentially to donate. Um, I'd have to look in that. But yeah, November 7th, I myself and along with a group of uh, friends of mine that we're all in a gaming community together, uh, <laughs> We're doing uh, streams that day to raise money for local children's hospitals. So, oh, good for you guys. Oh, yeah, good for you. It if, if if uh, if I'm not alive next week Sunday, you'll know why. <laughs> Get some sleep, right? So, 
Yeah, I plan. I plan on working. I plan on working. I gotta work Friday until five, so I probably plan on coming home and probably catching a couple hours of sleep before waking up at like eleven o'clock to set up everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope it goes well for you, man. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But as always, thank you for Zach joining us. And as always, for Stuffy, I'm Padgy. This has been Across the Bills. You can find us on Across the Board Sports, Anchor FM, and through the social media channels as well. Thank you for listening. And as always, be healthy, be kind, be safe, and see you on the flip side. Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the board sports, unique sports coverage.